Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 274, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. I'm your host, the Podcasting Queen. Now, this interview is part of our Industry Thought Leader podcast series, and I'm reaching out and speaking with people to find out how they have leveraged their podcast. Some of them have also authored a book, so I'm going to find out how they've done that, leveraged it to build their thought leadership. And today, I'm speaking with Tyson Franklin. Tyson graduated from podiatry school in 1988 and since then he has opened, bought, relocated and sold well over 20 plus podiatry businesses. He has written two business books, he's won numerous business awards, he's run a small business and marketing podcast and currently he's a mentor and coach to other health professionals. Now on today's show, Tyson's going to share feeling like an apostle guess what that is normal so the quicker that you can get over it the better he's also going to talk about not to be defined by our profession yes his background is podiatry but business is business he's also going to talk about people are listening to you even if they don't say it out loud they're also watching you so don't quit welcome to the show it is so good to be here and it's really funny whenever I hear anyone do read my bio or introduction yes I, say, oh, I can't wait to hear what this person's going to say and they sort <laughs> yes. of forget, oh actually you're talking about me it's, it's actually quite fun it's actually it's almost in, you know, when you just mentioned about the imposter syndrome yes and you hear the big build-up and when you look back at your own bio sometimes you go damn I've done a lot in a you know over a, you know over a long period of time yes and it's something that should be celebrated. It's not something that you should be probably embarrassed about. You should be going, you know, I have done that yeah. and I should be proud of what I've done. And even though there may have been other people who have done more, it doesn't matter. Nah, it's interesting because as I was reading that, uh, it, uh, I have another show called Women in Leadership Podcast. And one of the things we often discuss as women is that how often we look at what other people are doing, what they're achieving and minimize what we've done in our careers. So it's actually refreshing to hear that men can can, can experience in, imposter syndrome as well. Oh, we're insecure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I think, I think men... And when, when it comes to being insecure, we, we might come across that we're a bit more macho and we can take on the world. But I think it's it's probably even a worse thing because we always have to put this front up. And sometimes we just got to be vulnerable. 
yes. and, and let people know that you know we're hurting when we're hurting we're you know we're we're bothered by certain things not even if business isn't going well mm. people say how's business and you must say business is going absolutely fantastic and then people don't realize oh okay so you don't need a hand yeah yeah. So it can be one of our biggest flaws too, I think, hiding behind, um, yeah, uh, putting a mask on. Yeah. And it's interesting because so often people will ask us, how are you doing? Oh, so busy, so busy. But come to realise busy does not always mean productive. And, no. uh, you know, don't use that as a mask. But be transparent because you never know. They could have a connection to someone who's got the answer to an issue that you're you're struggling with. Something you also mentioned in there too was looking at the diverse uh, list of experience and, and qualifications and successes you've had and how often sometimes we think, oh, I don't want to share too much because people might think oh look at you know look at him or, or her and and as we know tall poppy syndrome is certainly something that many of us can struggle with from time to time when you think about uh, positioning yourself because we're talking about getting your message out there either in a book or a podcast or both yeah. some people may be holding themselves back because they don't really want to step out and share that message for fear of being criticized and, and being chopped down in the tall poppy. What has that been something that you've experienced personally as well? Or Yeah, I was I was terrified when I released my book. Mm. So my, my book came, my first book is No Secret is Money and Podiatry, was my first time I really put myself out there. I had all these ideas in my head and I'd go to a conference and I'd have so many people ask me questions and they'd known that I'd had a, you know, a fair bit of business success in podiatry. So they always ask me questions and then I said, oh, yeah, one day I should just write a book and get this, get, get the ideas that are in my head, get it on paper. So when I wrote it, the thought of it actually being out there and people reading my thoughts was really, really scary and probably stalled me. I, I, was, I thought about it for probably eight to 10 years before I wow. ever wrote the book. Mm -hmm. And then when I wrote the book, I you know, messed around a little bit and held things up oh, it's not quite perfect, it's not quite perfect. And, and the editor said to me, it will never be perfect. Mm. You could always go back and, and rewrite a chapter. He said, but eventually at some point you're going to go, enough's enough Yes. and let it out there. And not my biggest critic, but I've always looked up to my, my older brother. Mm. Uh, he was a dentist. And I know when I sent him a book, I was still like, oh, is he going to read it? And... Just, is he going to bag me? I was, I was so nervous. And then he rang me up and said, oh, I've read your book. And I went, yeah. He said, when I first got this book, he said, I know you failed English at school. Hmm. He said, so I'm thinking, how does my brother, who failed English at school, write a book? He said, but after I read the book, he said, I could tell for a fact you wrote this book. He said, because it's got you written all over it. Hmm. He said, your whole personality came out. And he mentioned certain parts of the book. He said, I bet. You were laughing your head off while you were actually writing this chapter. And he's talking yes. about uh, a 12 year old kid who's drinking a cup of coffee who's lactose intolerant. It's just a story that I told. And he said, I bet you were giggling all the way through that. I said, I was. Mm. So, what I found out is just by being myself and not trying, when I first wrote the book, oh, can I just go back a step? Yeah, I, sure. When I won the Telstra Award uh, in 2013, uh, 2003, geez, it was that long ago, 2003. And you had to write this big, long proposal about your business and who you are and your thinking. I wrote the proposal, the submission, and gave it to my wife. She said, can you ever read this and see what you think? She read it. She said, it's fantastic. She goes, it's really, really good. 
but it's also the biggest piece of crap I've ever seen you write. She goes, <laughs> where's you? She says, you, you've written what they, what you think you should be saying. Yeah. Just off. So all of a sudden I went back, I rewrote the whole thing. I put jokes in, I put photos of us in a rowing competition all at a time and we came last. Uh, I mentioned all the mistakes we had made, things that if I go back, I could do it again. I really sort of gave him an honest view of mm. myself and, and we won. And that, that was the only reason we won. So when I wrote my book, what held me back was I was trying to write a book of how people thought an author should sound. But then eventually I went, you know what, I'm just going to write and it's just going to be me. Yeah. And that's what's made both the books that I've written so far, everyone that's read them said, we just know you wrote it because there's so much of you actually on every page. Yes. Such a great reminder for all of us because, uh, as you mentioned, so so often we will try and put a mask on to be who we think others expect us to be, but we lose ourselves then, don't we? Yeah. And it's very hard. It becomes exhausting. So, so tell me, you, so you've had your books that you've published. Where did the podcast fit into all of this? How long have you been podcasting for? So what happened in 2016, the 28th of August 2016, I was listening to um i was listening to a podcast by gary v i was just i'd only just i'd heard about podcasts oh they sound interesting yeah. you know, it's like radio but you could pick the host the topic and listen to it when you want and come across this guy called gary v he seems pretty interesting um you know would sort of make a sale of blush he swears that much but so i'm having listened to any and at the same time i was just about to start i wanted to lose some weight i just turned 50 and i wanted to lose some weight trying to get back into shape mm. And then Gary V said something about um, life is worth recording. Mm. That we do so many things in life, and he was, and I'm pretty sure it was him. And he was talking about two grandparents, and it just maybe the stories get mixed up somewhere. But there were two grandparents, and there was one who had a journal who wrote in his journal every day his whole life, and there was another one who did nothing. When he looked at both grandparents, one of them he knew everything about his grandfather on one side of the family, and on the other side he knew nothing about him. Mm. So he said, with the technology we have today, with photographs, video, audio, we should be recording our thoughts and messages, what's going on in our head, who we are, and leaving a legacy, leaving a trail, mm -hmm. leaving as big a footprint as you can on this planet. So I started this walking challenge where I decided I'd walk an hour a day, every day for 365 days, regardless of where I was in the world. Mm -hmm. I'd listen to a podcast and then I'd shoot a short video afterwards sharing what I learned. So I did that over that year period. I enjoyed, so I listened to probably about 400 podcasts in that year. And all of a sudden I went, I just love podcasting. I've always loved audio. Mm -hmm. I've always enjoyed, I often enjoyed the sound of my own voice, even though my mum might say something different. But um, I went, I, I think I can get involved in this. I think I'd like to actually have my own podcast. So I kicked off uh, It's No Secret with Dr. T in, when was that? August 2017. Yeah. So this year it'll be it'll be two years that I kicked off, and I've just started a new podcast that I've niched down into my own area called uh, Podiatry Legends Podcast. Yes. Thanks. So I've sort of done a, a full circle, and when we talked before about well, during the introduction, you mentioned you know, sort of yeah, don't be an imposter, but the other part was don't let what you do define who you are. Mm. I was 
sort of, it sounds funny, but in the podiatry world, I was always looked at as being a business person. And in the business world, I felt I was always being looked at as a podiatrist. Yes. And I used to get really, really annoyed. So I, I tried, after I wrote my first book, It's No Secret, It's Money in Podiatry, I tried to get away from podiatry as much as possible so people would actually look at me that I am a business person, not a podiatrist. Mm -hmm. But what I found is I've ended up over a two or three year period done this big cycle and I've come back to realising, no, I am a podiatrist, my background is podiatry, be proud of what I've done, be proud of what I've achieved. And if people don't want to accept me for who I am and that I am still a business person regardless of my qualification, um, they can stick it up their bum. Yeah. That's yeah. my thinking now. Yeah. What I love about what you've done too is, and, and in the introduction we mentioned that uh, you are now mentoring and coaching health professionals. So yes. they may not necessarily be podiatrists. However, they're still working with, you know, patients, clients who have got some aspect of their health that they're wanting to better and so and they're business professionals or they're you know businesses and i'm sure have similar uh, challenges to overcome uh, that you have had and that you can speak into as well so it's such a great reminder not to be defined and, and often i think the de definition of, of the labels we put on ourselves can either be internally things that we think about ourselves and what other people um say about us too but what would have been the the change for you was it over a course of time that you realized you know what i can speak into that or was it almost you realized and because sometimes people go you know what i woke up the next day and i decided that's what i was going to do so i did it what was it what happened for you was it over a period of time that you recognized that and then owned it or was it almost instant it definitely was an incident i wish it had been um it was more i have a i have a like a, a mindset coach yes so so I, yes and it's quite funny people sometimes wonder oh should i have a business coach yes you should mm -hmm. yeah, whether it's a business coach or a mindset coach you need somebody that you can talk to about yourself and your business and and give a little bit of guidance and mm -hmm. i will guarantee that even you know tony robbins has someone that mm -hmm. he talks to on a regular basis to help to keep him on track and yeah, I'm sure Richard Branson does. I'm sure they all do. And that's what happened with me is I had a mindset coach and I just kept, I kept just talking about in my business and how I was actually feeling. And she would ask me questions like, well, why do you feel that way? Mm. That's an interesting way to feel. Yeah, let's go, let's go a little bit deeper. And so it was a it was something that happened over a period of time. I mean, years mm. of me sort of realizing and getting really comfortable with who I am, what I do, what I know, and yeah, and and some people, yeah, I've got to accept the fact that I can't please everybody. Mm, yeah. And once I realised that, that, hang on, I don't have to please everybody. I just need to please a certain amount of people. So even with anyone listening to this now who's a business coach, well, how many clients can you do? You can't, you can't see five hundred. Mm -hmm. So if if, if twenty five or thirty business clients, the yeah, coaching clients would keep you super busy. Then don't worry about the rest yeah so yeah that's when i realized when you can't please everybody but you don't need to mm -hmm. to make a really good living and enjoy doing what you do yeah i think that really aligns beautifully to podcasting too so often we get uh focused on what i call vanity numbers yet if you've got a small very engaged niche audience you can make a significant impact in their lives and they can contribute to sharing your message and getting that out in front of other people as well so when you think about the, the various podcasts that you've had to now 
how they impacted you personally and also uh, the growth of your business, your audience? What sort of outcomes have you seen? Uh, it's, it's probably the best thing I've ever done in my life. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not talking about, yeah, oh, I was better in my marriage or having children. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> but just as a as a, a creative outlet, yes, um, it's opened doors that I didn't know even needed opening. Mm-hmm. It gives you access to people that you normally couldn't get hold of. So, um, for example, Jason Pfeiffer, that is the editor of the Entrepreneur Magazine in mm-hmm. the United States. Through podcasting, I've been able to you know, connect with him you know, on Facebook, chat to him backwards and forwards a couple of times, and he agreed that, yes, he will come on and be a guest on my show. Yes. Now, you can't normally just connect with people. Yeah, and have a conversation. Hey, how are you, how are you going? People are like, what do you want kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. So, so I found the best thing that I've enjoyed about podcasting, it's given me an, an outlet to share my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's given me a way to connect with people all around the world and and I think the biggest thing I've enjoyed about more than anything else, I didn't start podcasting before I went, oh, I'm going to make a lot of money from podcasting. I started mm. podcasting because I thought it was a great way of just connecting and communicating with people. Yes. And, and I also, every time I interview somebody, like I do my own show notes afterwards, and I, it's like a, a two-hour lesson for myself each mm. week. You learn and grow, and, and it's it's like constant development, isn't it? Yeah. If you look at all of the people that uh, you've interviewed, it's it's constantly being um, updated, and and depending on who you're speaking with, um, and it sounds like you're speaking with some great entrepreneurs who are very innovative and and trying new things. You you get the the first hand news, you know, on what what's working and and what's coming up and so forth. What so the most surprising um, result. One of the things that you've said, it's open doors that you really wouldn't have been able to open. And that's one of the things that I say. I mean, you'll, you'll be able to introduce yourself and have a conversation with someone for 20 to 30 minutes on your podcast. Yeah. And that level of connection and engagement is priceless. Don't you think in today's um, marketplace where time and attention and connection is so uh, is valuable because we're all so busy where else can you get to, an opportunity to hang out with for 20 to 30 minutes with 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 influences all around the world yes yeah well i've had you know glenn richards from the shark tank uh yeah we chatted for you know probably half an hour before the show we, we chatted for about an hour and then we talked for about another 45 minutes afterwards yeah and i'm thinking hey how much do people pay to spend two and a half hours with someone from shark tank yeah and and i've got a record now yeah, uh, yeah. There's a recording. It's a historical recording now that I had Glenn Richards on my podcast. Yes. But the part that I find really interesting with it, and why I think this so many bit, it's like the cheapest form of marketing you will ever do mm. for your business. Mm-hmm. So I think if there's anybody that's in a town, I don't care if there's already a hundred podcasts that are, are around, is start a podcast. Yeah. But get some training, learn how to do it properly. Yeah, and how to leverage it too, because sometimes, I mean, I'm all for content creation, but if you really want to leverage it to position yourself as an influential voice in your industry, you want to make sure that the content and the people that you, and how you're sharing that continues to add value for your brand. But let's talk about um, something that you mentioned, I thought that's so important to, to recognize because so many people, again, put it off, put it off, put it off. Um, 
yes, there are a lot more people who now have a podcast than ever before and it continues to, to add and grow. But the difference is no one has your voice, no one has your laughter, no one has your mannerisms, your approach yeah. and how you engage or if you're just sharing content on your own. Um, no one can copy that. Speak a little bit more in, into that. Are there things that you do with purpose and intention? Or again, you just do what you did. You said earlier, you just show up as yourself and, 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 and you just happen, you know, how does that work for you? Yeah, I think uh, I must admit, yeah, sometimes I can be a bit of a cheeky bugger. Yeah. Um, and I try and just be myself. Mm -hmm. So when you said, you know, there's a lot of podcasts around these days and there's a lot of bad ones because I think there's people who are trying to be something they're not. Yes. They're talking in an area they probably shouldn't be talking in. Um, but I think before someone starts a podcast, they first need to work out what, why they're doing it. Is it a hobby mm. or is it something they want to leverage from their business? Yes. And then I think you have to just be yourself. Mm. And, and if, you, if you're not very good at speaking, you will get better yes. by, by doing it. But I do think you need to practice before you get on there because it is also your person, you know, your brand is mm. being shown on that podcast. So if you're umming, ahhing, burping, making funny noises, or you sound like you're in a cave, so you're back here when you're talking, instead of being closer to the microphone, all those things will make people either tune in or tune out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why, if you're going to get into it, one, definitely need to be yourself, but you really need to think about what type of podcast you want to do. Mm -hmm. I've got a friend in America who uh, doesn't, he shoots videos for his mm. business, but he has a, like a mechanic shop. and but he shoots his videos every week. Doesn't one? He talks about some mechanical item a little bit, but he talks about his favorite football team. Him and a friend get on there and they they talk about, you know, say for example, it's New England Patriots because they're in the Super Bowl, and all they do is talk about their favorite team, why they're so good, and they bag every other side. Yeah, he gets hundreds, if not thousands, of people watching that video but he shoots the whole thing from his mechanics shop and everybody's working on cars in the background. Isn't that incredible? Now, yeah. That's been really, really clever. So I've got other friends who are podiatrists who are, are like barbecue kings or just wine buffs. Now they could quite easily do a wine podcast, mm. but mention I'm a podiatrist and this you know, wine podcast is brought to you by you know, Phoenix Podiatry. Yeah. And so they're, they're mentioning the show without, yeah, they're mentioning their business without actually yeah, the, the show's not really about podiatry. It's about wine, yes. but it's been brought to you by a podiatrist who loves wine. So I think that's what people need to do is be themselves, come up with a, a good concept that is going to work mm -hmm. and, and, and just connect with people. And it's not about, I'm, I'd love to have 50,000 people listening to every episode that I produce, but I know that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Speak a little bit about people are listening to you, even if they don't say it out loud, they're watching you, so don't quit. Because so often you hear that uh, I've launched seven podcasts, I haven't hardly had any response, yet people are listening. And maybe that ninth, 10th or 11th podcast was the one that was going to prompt people to reach out and said, you know what, I've been listening to your podcast, Tyson, for the last, I don't know how long, I'm ready. I, I really would love to, to work with you. How do we how do we do that? Can we set up a call? Speak speak a bit more in, in, into that. Has there been times where you felt, oh, I, I think I'm going to walk away. This is too hard, not really getting any results. What did you go through? Yeah, definitely. There's been a few times where I've gone, oh, why am I doing this? 
you know, it's time consuming. Um, the numbers don't seem to be growing, you know, like uh, Jordan Harbinger or John Lee Dumas, you know, the, mm. these guys have been around for, you know, 150 years. Yeah, I think Jordan was around what before the iPod. That's how long he's been doing it. Mm. So, yeah, you get a bit disheartened. But then I had a friend who sent me an email he received from a friend. Now, so my friend, Eric, uh, told his friend, you should ever listen to this particular episode. And it was about setting goals. It was about set, how to set a financial goal that will actually make you achieve it. Mm. And it was a solo episode I did myself. And so we got his friend to have a listen to it. And then he got an email from his friend that said, that episode has just saved my marriage. <gasps> oh. Yeah, he said, my wife and I were just arguing over certain things and we weren't hitting our financial goals and we were in trouble and we were really about to call quits. We listened to that podcast that your friend did and we based that down like, wow, that's been the problem in our marriage is we haven't been doing this. It's all related wow. to our business. He then forwarded that email to me and it's the same day that I was sitting there going, I don't know why I'm doing this. That's amazing. And when you get, and that's not just a one-off. Yeah, at least... Mm half a dozen times a year, you will get an email that you just go, wow, I can't believe. Yeah. I don't even know who these people are, but they're, they're searching me out, sending me an email and telling me I've changed their life, changed their business, changed your mm -hmm. relationship. So I think when people start, it's just don't stop. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't, like you said, you don't know who's watching it. You don't know whose lives you're touching because not everybody's going to go, Oh, I listened to that episode and that was great. Yeah. Yeah, I love the way that you fed that back because it, it is such a great reminder. We never know who our, you know, who our voice and our message will get to impact. Uh, and, and it's those occasional emails that you get, all those call outs or someone that you meet at an event or a conference that says, your voice sounds familiar <laughs> and then you go, oh, I've been listening to you. That um, that really kind of puts a smile on your face. And a couple of things that you mentioned I think is important. If you do have a clear idea, and I say to everyone, you need to have, it's like, what, what's the purpose? What's your why? When you yeah. continue to, and it has a solid strategy behind that, then the numbers and feedback from your um, audience is not going to be, the sole um, feedback mechanisms, if you will, that you will, you know, gauge whether my podcast is a success or not. Podcast is, a, is such a great communication tool. And as you say, the technology that we have at our fingertips makes it so easy for anyone to get started, uh, not have to, you know, invest thousands and thousands of dollars in, in technology or be limited in having our message shared through, you know, radio stations or traditional media. Media and, and what their yeah. goal is and, and, and focus that they want to share. That means, you know, we have no bar barriers to, to sharing our message. So what would you say if someone was still on the fence, Tyson, and said, yeah, well, I've been procrastinating um, and getting the, the podcast out. What would be one, one insight that you would share or one inspirational insight that you would share to kind of get mm -hmm. them moving on that? I would just, to every person I bump into who's thinking about doing a podcast, I tell them the same thing it's not as complicated as you think it is and it's not as expensive as you think it is it's actually a very very i mean very i'll throw in an extra very there yeah. simple <laughs> thing to do it is so simple like when when i find when i was finally taught how to do podcasting i went you're kidding that's it it's it, that's all there really is to it it is so simple but i think you need to have someone who's done it before 
who's going to sh can show you what to do and will not rip you off in the process mm -hmm. of doing it. Yeah. Don't need to spend ten, twelve thousand dollars to go into a course to learn about how to how to be a pod yeah, to do podcasting. It should not cost that much. Yeah. So didn't know that there were um courses out there that were charging yeah, that's yeah, stores. that's how I that's yeah. how I learned. Yeah, fabulous. So, when you then record <laughs> your podcast, are you doing a weekly podcast, or how how often are you uh, publishing? Okay, so on uh, it's no secret with Doctor T, the one that's been going a year and a half. I do one podcast comes out on a Monday, which is an interview podcast where I'm talking with somebody else, and guests come from all over the world, which is mm. which is fun in different industries. And then I do a like a mini episode where anywhere from five to ten minutes and it's just a, a thought that's in my head something that's happening so um september last year september october last year went to canada and america mm -hmm. so i did one podcast in vancouver and i just spoke about why vancouver is a beautiful city and mm -hmm. how it does its marketing to promote the city and how you can apply what you can learn from their marketing into your own business mm -hmm. then i did another one in power river which was a little town about 10,000 people, about an hour flight from Vancouver. I was talking at the Chamber of Commerce there. So I was talking about what it was like to actually talk to the Chamber of Commerce in Power River. So that was a mini episode. And then I was in Phoenix, Arizona, and I was at a conference there, and I just finished speaking at a conference. So I shot him, I did my mini episode of um, from Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so it's one weekly one with an interview with somebody. And then a mini episode on the Friday, and then on Podiatry Legends, which I've just started. That one comes out on Wednesday, and it's just an interview one. Podiatry host, podiatry guest. We talk one hundred percent about podiatry. Yeah, fabulous. we don't talk about it's just it's the business and the career of podiatry. Yes. So, and that's what I always tell people: if you're only listening to podcasts in your own industry, then you're you're limiting your education mm -hmm. because if you only talk to people who speak the same language as you, you're not going to learn anything. Mm. If you talk to people who, who uh, talk a little bit differently and they, they get you thinking outside the box uh, a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And what was your uh, thinking behind starting your second one, you know, where you're the podiatrist and, and speaking to other podiatrists? Is there a call to action that uh, at the end of each show that you, that you share, you want to start building a community of podiatrists because these are kind of some businesses that you would like to support and, and see as potential clients? What was your thinking behind that? Uh, yeah, it, it's been one of those things I've probably been... You know, I sort of did that full circle where yes. I sort of tried to get away from podiatry. And that's how It's No Secret with Dr. T was, you know, small business and marketing podcast because I wanted to branch out to the world, you know, to the whole business world and say, look at me, I'm more than just a podiatrist. And I absolutely love doing the show and I'm not going to stop doing it. But then I realized there's 10,000 other shows that are in that same mm -hmm. category. So it's really hard to stand out. And, then, and it's building up over a period of time. And I'm like, well, nobody is actually talking to podiatrists. Yeah, you know, have a podiatry host talking just to podiatrists and just talking about the business and career of podiatry. Very so niched, yeah. My thing behind it is it's to help podiatrists see, think, and feel differently about their profession. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many different avenues on what on where the profession can take you. It, yeah, I've recorded about 13 episodes so far, and I'm just listening to what everybody have, has done. Mm. And I'm going, if I was a podiatry student now, I would be devouring yes. this podcast, you know, because there's so much scope to our profession. And 
I'm listening to people go, wow, people had told me this when I was graduating. I don't know where I'm now. It'd be completely different. Yeah. So, but I know there's a few people who aren't podiatrists who are listening to it as well. And they go, never realised podiatry is so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's fabulous. I, I, and that's why I asked the question because, you so know, I, well, sometimes... Like you said, well, I'll just answer the question. Yeah. So I have niched down because I do want to start creating a community of podiatrists. And at the end, the only call to action I'm really doing at the moment is just letting them know that I've set up a Facebook group mm. you know, called you know, Podiatry Legends. I just want to start getting people again. I want to use that website to, or that uh, page to promote events, I guess, have got coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, just get people talking about business and career options in one place. And then, and then down the track, yeah, either through that, I will probably get more speaking engagements mm-hmm. myself. Yeah, absolutely. Very strategic. Yeah. Yeah. But all most of my career is in the uh, in the world of dentistry. <laughs> wow. The other end of the body. Yeah. Well, that's fabulous. Look, thank you so much for coming uh, on the show, sharing your insights. Have absolutely enjoyed uh, speaking with you for sure. So, share with uh, everyone who is listening and watching today. What's the best way for them to connect with you, and of course, get to to hang out and listen to your podcasts? Okay, so the best place to find is so just go to tysonfranklin dot. That's the easiest thing to both my podcasts different events I'm running, everything that I that I basically do is actually on that website. So that would probably be the best place to go. Just go there and my name is actually is Tyson E. Franklin on most of the social media platforms are easy to follow. Yeah, fantastic. And of course, we'll put all of uh, the links on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES274. And of course, Tyson, T-Y-S-O-N, Franklin, F-A-R-N-K-L-I-N.com. I'm just spelling that out because the internet uh, here in Australia every now and again drops out just at the moment where you're sharing your <laughs> web address and people are going, what was that? So there it is there and it'll also be there on the show notes. So thanks once again for coming on the show. No, you have been a brilliant host. I've really, really enjoyed this. Thank you. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including our no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.